Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. Uh, my name is Tim Seckler. I am the host of this radio show each and every week. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in um, this weekend to hear uh, what we have to talk about. It is Halloween. It's a Halloween weekend, uh, and so we're going to talk about uh, the the fears that you may have. We're going to dispel fears. The more I think about it, the more I was planning uh, for this week's show. I thought, man, what I really do all day is just dispel different fears that people have. Uh, And so we're going to talk about the different things that people tell us they're concerned about when it comes to estate planning. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the tools that we use in our process and how you can get this done in a not-so-scary fashion. Um, And so before we get into uh, the content of today's show, what I must always do is give you a little disclaimer that this is not legal advice, okay? I am an attorney. I am not yet your attorney. We would love to do some work with you, Uh, but this stuff can get kind of complicated, and if you need to do estate planning, uh, you need to to reach out to an attorney. You need to hire an attorney to make sure uh, that you're doing it correctly, and so you can reach out to us anytime at 724-546-4227, again, 724-546-4227, or go to Seckler Law lawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And uh, you can find out all about our firm and all about how we do things, which we do things a little bit different, which gets me to the first thing I wanted to chat about today is the fear uh, that you may have. You may not call it a fear. You may not think about it. But there's a reason you've been putting off doing estate planning. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but I've got some guesses, right? Because everybody knows that they need to do an estate plan. Maybe you have a a will from when the kids were little, and you know you need to update it, right? So why haven't you? And we could say, well, we get busy, and and, you know it's just not top of mind. And then what I can tell you is it becomes top of mind uh, when when bad things occur. Uh, And when bad things occur, it is time to plan. Uh, It is is better to have a plan for these things. So not too long ago, I was talking to a good friend of mine. And we, the subject of, you know, how's work came up and he was talking about his work and I was talking about my work and he goes, you know, we really do need to come to see you, but I, you know, I just can't get myself to do it. I said, tell me more about that. Um, and he said, you know, and, and then the the subject changed and then his wife chimes in and and she goes, oh, he doesn't want to talk about it. I I looked at him and said, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about passing away. Um, nobody wants to talk about passing away. Come on. Nobody wants to talk about getting sick. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that there's ever been a, uh, a formal study done. But as far as I'm aware, talking about what would happen if I got sick or what would happen when I pass away statistically doesn't make it any more likely I will pass away. You know, as far as I'm am aware, um, you know, we humans, we're, we're batting a 1,000 at the passing away thing. Um, and so at some point in time, this is going to occur just like the same time, um, you know, your hair turns gray. It happens to everybody the same way that, you know, little kids lose teeth. It happens to everybody. And at some point in time, we're all going to pass away. And so, you know, it is better to have planned for these things, um, getting sick, passing away, than to, than to be surprised by it, um, 
And because we have some responsibilities in this world. I've, I've got kids. Maybe you're listening to this and you've got kids. I've got some savings. You probably have some savings. Maybe you own a home. Maybe you've got a retirement account. Um, and when you pass away, if you'd pass away or if you would get sick, um, I'm sure that it would be your intention that your family gets that money or your friends or your favorite nonprofit gets that money rather than the government or a nursing home. I mean, that's what most people seem to want to, uh, to have. But, you know, that doesn't just happen. That, that requires some planning. And so it's a thing we got to talk about. Uh, you got to just push through that little fear. You got to pick up the phone. You got to call somebody, whether it's us, whether it's another law firm, because I'm telling you, I've, I've seen when these things go well. I've seen when these things go bad. You know, in, in my business, we see the best of the best and we see the worst of the worst. I, I have been involved in situations where somebody passed away without plans and now the family's fighting over the money and, and things get really ugly. And, and why they get really ugly is because the person that passed away never really expressed what they wanted to have happen or, or they didn't organize well. Why? Because they didn't want to think about it. They were afraid to bring up the conversation. Um, other people are afraid to have the conversation. Somebody listening to the show today needs knows that they need to have the conversation with their parents. Mom and dad are slipping. Maybe there's a diagnosis. Maybe you're just concerned. You know, you're going to be the executor one day, um, but you have no idea what is going to be expected of you. You have no idea how much money they have, and it probably makes you a little bit nervous, right? And so what we need to do is we need to alleviate all this fear by doing an estate plan. I mean, it's that simple. Now, why don't – what's another reason that people don't do an estate plan? I think that people have a fear of going to see the lawyer. You know, I hate to go see my dentist. He's a nice guy. Uh, we talk, you know, and, and small talk, and he's a, he's a great guy, but I hate going in there. Uh, it's not necessarily fear. It's just not a, a comfortable thing. And so if they didn't uh, have, like, the most robust reminder system ever, I probably would never just pick up the phone and call until something hurt, right? But but um, but we do it. And and going to the attorney, I imagine going to an attorney, you know, for people who have never done estate planning, it feels a little like that, right? Like, I don't want to go do that. Um, but just like with the dentist, it's important stuff. And so why are people afraid of going to attorneys? Well, everybody knows attorneys are expensive, right? I mean, isn't that a thing that people talk about is, oh, they, the billable hour and they're probably going to charge for a consult. So, you know, the way I think about this, if I weren't in the industry, I, I, I think that how I would expect it to go would be, okay, so I'm going to go and Google attorney near me and wherever Google decides to point me, I'm going to call that phone number. Um, they're going to require me to take a day off of work to come see them. Um, and I probably have to pay uh, hourly for a consultation or for an initial consultation fee. So now I'm out of pocket a couple of hundred bucks, and I haven't even met this person yet. I don't know if I like this person. I don't know if I want to work with this person. I don't know if this person is philosophically aligned with what I want to do. I don't know if this person is going to properly educate me. I don't know anything other than I've got this sense of guilt that I need to do an estate plan, so I'm calling the closest attorney, and here we are. Now I've taken a day off of work. I'm in the person's office. I've paid them a couple of hundred dollars for being uh, for having the privilege of sitting across the table from them, and then they turn out to be a jerk, right? So now what do I do? Do I work with the jerk, or do I walk out having lost a couple of hundred dollars, Google another attorney, find another attorney, and go through this process again? Um, and you know, attorneys are not known for their um, 
customer service. You know, the the biggest bar complaint that most people have about uh, we attorneys, us attorneys, is that we never return phone calls. I mean, think about that. Who is in a business that doesn't return a phone call to a customer? Well, I can tell you, uh, doctors sometimes are in that business. I, I recently had to call uh, my wife's doctor after he um, after their office refused to return her phone call four times, and, I, and now I've got to be the you know good cop bad cop, and I call yelling at him like what? Anyway, uh, I, I suppose that's neither here nor there. But I, you know, we attorneys, I think we're seeing somewhere between this experience between the dentist, the doctor, um, I'm, you know, and, and I'm going to have to do this, and then. You know what? What about when I get there? Do I have to? Do I have to take a day off work? Do I have to drive downtown, pay to park in some garage I'm not familiar with? Um, I don't know if my car is going to fit well. Oh, this one's full. Now I got a circle, and I don't know which streets are one way or, or this way or the other way. Uh, and then I finally get there, and I'm greeted by Mean Marge, the receptionist, uh, who um, has me fill out some checklist before I get to pay a couple hundred dollars to see the attorney. No wonder. No wonder the legal profession is seen the way that they're seen because they, most people pay no attention uh, to the customer experience. And, and, and I think that we are in part to blame about why people are afraid to go see lawyers and talk about this because we don't, we don't make it great. And so what I'd like to do is, is like sort of in recognition of all of that, I've sort of changed my law firm, um, and I'd like to tell you about the way that we do business, if, if uh, you don't mind listening. Um, we do our uh, firm. We don't do any of what I just described. Um, what we do is we offer you a series of classes. Uh, so if you come to the workshop, the first workshop is called The Three Secrets to Protect uh, Your Legacy. And at this workshop, which we host uh, around town, a couple of different locations, we do it in Granbury, South Point, we do it in Monroeville. Um, you come to the class, it's about an hour and 15 minutes long. And one of our team members is going to teach you about uh, estate planning documents like wills and trusts. We're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about probate. We're going to talk about nursing homes. We're going to just do the education about the things that you need to know about um, in, in, as a first step of doing an estate plan. Now, that gives you a great opportunity to learn about us and figure out that we're not jerks. Um, and whether, you, um, whether we appear to be an organization that you would like to do some business with, right? Um, what most law firms would do at that point is offer you a paid consultation. What we do is we offer you another class because the education is not over. You can't understand enough about this practice, about how to protect your family in a one-hour session. It's just, it's just more complicated than that. And so our next step, rather than paying you to – rather than charging you uh, for more education, is we send you to class number two. Now, that class is called a blueprint workshop. At that, blueprint, at that workshop, we give you a workbook. Um, and this one is always taught by an attorney. We work through the workbook. Um, you fill out um, and answer some questions and get to understand a little bit more of the legal technical of what makes up an effective estate plan. And no, for a lot of people, it's not just signing a will. Uh, we do a, little, uh, a lot more than that. We do trust. We do, we do real asset protection planning for middle-class families. Um, and at the end of the workshop, you decide whether you would like to hire our firm or not. But now you've spent four hours with our team um, judging whether, you know, you're in line with what we're talking about from a legal technical standpoint, whether we're nice folks, uh, and you can decide whether you'd like to work with us or not. Um, in this experience, going through it as a group, going through it as a, as a series of classes, man, we've gotten great marks on this. You can go on uh, and, and look up our firm, look at our Google reviews. People love these workshops. Because I've never, it never seemed to make sense to me 
to charge people for the education. Why not do the education piece for free? Um, and here's the other thing. Another thing that people ultimately, you haven't experienced this yet probably, but people also have the fear of making the wrong decisions. Um, at some point, a lot of law firms are going to give you a couple of options. You could do this uh, document. You could do that document. You could do this document. And where that puts you into a position is you kind of have to guess about what's going to happen, right? Um, I have to guess about whether a will or a trust is good enough. I have to guess about whether I think I'm going to need long-term care. Probably not. I probably am not going to spend a couple of years in a nursing home, but I could. Uh, and so do, do we have to guess? I mean, crystal ball isn't any uh, clearer than mine, I suppose. And so what, what I, the way I kind of think about this, the way my law firm kind of thinks about this is why are we making people guess? Why not just give them every document they need? Um, and teach them how to use the tools. You know, give them the tools, teach them how to use the tools. Because I've got a toolbox at home, and that toolbox at home has a bunch of different tools in it, right? Um, and so why do most law firms give people just one tool at a time and charge for the next tool? Just let's get the fully loaded toolbox. Let's get wills. Let's get trust. Let's get everything we need because I want the estate plan to work. And for the estate plan to work, you can't really guess about what tool you're going to need. You probably need multiple tools, so let's just do them all. And so that's kind of the way that we think about things at the secular law firm. It's a different approach to practicing law. It's a different approach to estate planning. Uh, but I think it's the right way to do it, and, and uh, I think it's better from a client experience. And we've eliminated the fear, right? So just come, hang out, learn some stuff, figure out if you like us. Uh, we offer these in the evening, so you don't have to take that day off of work. The parking is always easy. Uh, and it's just a, a much simpler way. So if you've been putting off doing an estate plan for some time, if you have, uh, if you know you need to do it, but you, you're never going to take that day off of work and coordinate that day off of work with your spouse so that she can take the day off of work, uh, to have a daytime appointment with a lawyer because they don't want to work at night. Um, this is a great way to do it. We offer these classes at 6 o'clock in the evening, uh, and it works great for you. It works great for us, and we can't wait to meet you there. Um, there's another thing I want to chat about, um, and that is once people get to our workshops, uh, people tend to want to plan for the same things. One of the things that I think a lot of our retired clients or soon-to-be retired clients are really nervous about uh, really fearful of is what happens if I get sick. Uh, you know, I, I talk about this every week on a radio show, but nursing homes in this in this state are about one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year, and the government system is not going to pay for them. Right, the government system is broken. You got to pay your own way through the nursing home, uh, and and for you know if you if you internalize this a little bit, we have we have a one in three chance of having dementia, which I'll admit that's terrifying, but we have a one in three chance of having dementia. And there's not much I can do to prevent that, right? If I'm going to have the dementia, I, you know, I could eat healthier. I could exercise more. You know, they tell me to eat a lot of almonds. You should see the size of bag, uh, the the size of the bag of almonds at my desk. But I don't think that's really going to get the job done, right? So if I'm if I'm on the dementia train, in all reality, I can't really get off of the train. So if I can't prevent it, what I can do is I can prevent the financial implications of that event, right? If I can't prevent getting dementia, I can avoid going broke in a nursing home. Uh, I can avoid my wife losing our home because I got sick. I can avoid us going through all of the money uh, because that stuff does happen to people. And the way that you have to attack this fear of long-term care is you have to have an estate plan. Now, what's that estate plan look like? In my opinion, the estate plan should probably include some trust. Middle-class families, upper-middle-class families, 
need in, in many circumstances to do more than just a will as their estate plan. You need to consider trust. You at least need to learn about trust and make an informed decision. Um, we work with a particular type of trust that we call an asset protection trust. So I'd like to explain how this thing goes uh, to alleviate some fears. Now, I'm going to say a scary word. It's a Halloween episode. I'm going to say a scary word. Here's the scary word. The trust is irrevocable. Ooh, terrifying, right? Irrevocable trust. But here's why it's not scary. When people hear the word irrevocable, they think they heard the word permanent. But this trust is not permanent. See, people think that they gave up control. Once I do this, I can't change anything. It's set in stone. It is what it is. If the world changes, if my kids turn into jerks, if if I change my mind on who gets an inheritance, there's nothing I can do because I gave up control of my investments to the irrevocable trust. Now, that's what people think it means, but that's not what it means. The word irrevocable simply means that the creator of the trust cannot revoke the trust on their own, okay? So let me explain a a scenario. Let's say my wife and I want to create an asset protection trust. I'm concerned I might need dementia at some point in time. Three of my four grandparents had dementia, uh, and I would like to ensure that my wife has a home to live on if I get sick. So I put my house into an asset protection trust, Right? That can protect it from the government rules. It can protect it from the nursing home. Right? This is an irrevocable trust. But I can still be in control of the trust. The only thing the trust holds, the only thing the trust says, is that I cannot receive a distribution from the trust. All right, well, let's think about the house. Let's say that a family has a house and some money. Well, if a family has a house and a couple of hundred thousand dollars, most of the time, they're not going to pull their equity out of the house. That family is not likely to do a reverse mortgage. Okay, Now, this is not advice on whether you should do a reverse mortgage, but my experience has been that families who have a house and some money don't do a reverse mortgage. The people that I've seen do a reverse mortgage have all house and no money, and we want to buy groceries without selling the home. Okay, reverse mortgage. Got it? So for most families, I'm never going to take all of my equity out of the house. So I'm never going to take a distribution from home equity. So then what is the harm in putting my house into a trust that says I will not take a distribution from home equity? I was never going to anyway, right? I can sleep in the house every night. The grass still needs mowed. The door still needs painted. The kitchen smells the same right? It's the same house. I'm still sleeping there. My wife and I can still enjoy our time there. We can still have guests over. Nobody can tell me what to do. I'm still in control of the house. But I put it into a trust that says I can no longer receive a distribution, and now we've protected it from the nursing home. So what have we given up? Not much. What have we protected? Several hundred thousand dollars in most situations from a one in three chance of me having dementia. That, to me, just makes sense. But people don't do it because the word irrevocable is so scary, right? But what's so scary about that? Now, here's the other thing. Let's say I do want to – the family does need to get money out of the trust. Well, I cannot receive a distribution from the trust. It's an irrevocable trust. I can't have the money back. But the trust has beneficiaries. The beneficiaries are the kids in most situations. If you have kids, in all likelihood, you would name them as the beneficiaries of the trust. So 
I cannot write myself a check, but the kids can receive a distribution from the trust if we needed to. And in most families, kids still love their parents and are going to take care of them. So what have we really given up here? In a lot of situations, not all that much. What have we gained? We've gained the ability to understand that if I get sick and if I have a nursing home, need uh, the need for a nursing home, my wife still has a house to live in and some money in the bank. Because when I said I do, that's kind of what I meant. And I am scared that I'm going to have dementia. I am scared I'm going to need a nursing home. I don't want to go to a nursing home. But what scares me even more is the idea that my wife would not have a successful retirement. She might lose our home because I got dementia, right? That terrifies me. You could put me in the broom closet. I don't care. I want my wife to be well provided for. And the government system does not provide for her. I've, you're just not allowed to keep enough money to have the retirement that you've been thinking about. So why not protect assets if that requires putting it into a trust that the kids could receive a distribution from? You can't. But you still sleep in the house every night. Uh, and now we've protected those assets from long-term care expenses. It baffles me that so many people have their house in their own name going through a will. And I think the reality of the thing is, the reality of why that is, is because people are afraid to go see a lawyer, right? Um, and so we're trying to dispel that fear. That's why we were talking earlier about our, um, about our workflow that is a series of classes. Uh, you can find out all about them at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Or if you go to Estate Plan Tim, my name's Tim Seckler. If you go to Estate Plan Tim, you'll find our website. Um, and at the website, there's all kinds of information. I mean, we've got hours and hours of video and, and blogs that you can read. But also you register for our upcoming Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy workshop. If you go to the Three Secrets workshop, we're going to teach you the stuff that I've been talking about on today's show. Uh, we're going to talk about wills versus trusts, when trusts are appropriate, when they're not. We're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about the nursing home system and how it really works. How much money are you actually allowed to keep if you would get sick and go and need that type of care? We're going to teach you all those rules because those are the things that you need to know to make good estate planning decisions. Estate planning is not just about who gets my stereo when I pass away. It's about making sure that we honor your wishes. It's about making sure that if you have worked your whole life to accumulate a nest egg, that that nest egg gets to your family and is not squandered from some stupid government rule book that requires you to go broke if you need long-term care, right? So, but we got to teach you that stuff. So let's do it in a low-stress environment in a free estate planning workshop. We offer them in Cranberry. We offer them in Monroeville. We offer them in South Point. It's about an hour and 15 minutes out of your day, and you're going to find it tremendously valuable. If you read the reviews online, people love this workshop. We teach you some fantastic stuff. Um, and you feel empowered to either move on or take the education and go and do something else. But at least you're going to make an educated decision. And we're not going to pin you in some document you don't really understand. We're going to help you have an actual estate plan that actually honors your wishes and and take care of you from that point on. You know, another thing we do at that point is that this, when done properly, isn't just what do the documents say. You know, one of the things that we uh, do for our clients as soon as, as soon as they've signed their estate planning documents is we host a, a webinar every quarter teaching your children, your adult children, what they need to know about being an executor, about being a trustee. We call it the Know Your Role Workshop. 
because, you know, it seems to me that you, you can hand me Mike Tomlin's playbook. It, it doesn't make me a football coach. And so why are we handing your kids some legal documents they don't understand and, and pretend that they know how to be a good executor or a good power of attorney? It's not, it's not a thing that you just pick up one day. And so we work with your family because what we want to do is make sure that the estate plan works, not just from the standpoint of do the documents say the right thing. The documents say the right thing. But also from the standpoint of how are we making sure that that the gray stuff, that that the day-to-day of the operation of this thing, when when how do we know how to think or what to think about when the unthinkable happens? How do we get your family in a position that they can handle this, reduce stress, reduce expenses, reduce time, reduce headache, and keep the family peace? That's that's real planning. That is how we honor your legacy. Um, and I think it's important stuff. So if you'd like to learn more about how we do it and what we're doing, uh, check us out at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Um, and uh, check out all the information there. And if you feel so inclined, come to one of our free workshops. They do fill up, so we need you to RSVP. If you go to the website, you'll find the link to RSVP uh, for the workshops. Um, we have them a couple of times a month. Uh, these things frequently do fill up. Um, and, you know, if, if what you learn is something you want to learn about, you want to learn more about, we offer you a second class, not some paid consultation. So for that first workshop, leave your checkbook at home. Um, we're not going to ask you to buy anything. We're just here to introduce ourselves to you, introduce you to some concepts that you need to know about, and hopefully provide you with some great information and make some great decisions. So I hope you found today's uh, episode interesting. I hope we alleviated some fears about the estate planning process, but don't um, do anything upon listening to this episode. Listen, this is not legal advice. Uh, I don't want you to take any action that might um, that might not be in your best interest because you heard some radio show. So if you want to learn more, you need to work with a lawyer. We're available anytime at secklerlawfirm.com. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you soon. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. Secklerlawfirm.com or call 724-841-1393.